What's going on, people? I would like to welcome all of you to another Q11 edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And with the Q11s, what I like to do is interview people to expose my audience to new things. I talk to authors, entrepreneurs, entertainers, counselors, other podcasters, and sometimes just your everyday person who just has something to say about a particular topic. So it's an opportunity for you to get to know these people up and close and learn their story. What sparked the passion to choose a certain career or what inspired them to write that book? Or why is this person so opinionated about a particular topic? So just sit back and enjoy the show and please be encouraged to share. A lot of my guests, much like myself, kind of do their thing by word of mouth. So the more that you share, like or comment on a social media post, then the more you can help me grow the show. And it also gives more support to the people that I bring on the show who are looking to get their services, products, and talents out to the masses. So without further ado, let's get to the interview. If you've been in the world long enough, then you've either cheated on someone, had someone cheat on you, or or, or maybe both. We've seen countless discussions on social media about celebrities and everyday people who get caught up in some cheating dilemma. But does anyone ever really get to the root of why it happened? Wouldn't it help us all to know why someone cheated instead of just drawing our own conclusions? Well, my guest does that on her podcast. She gives women a judgment-free platform to share their stories on what was the thought process that led to them cheating on their mates. From the podcast Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, and she resides in the Apple State of Washington, Please welcome Miss Rebecca Adams to this Q11 edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. Rebecca, how's it going? Um, it's going well. And yourself? I am outstanding. Good. All right. So, first question: Why do women cheat? No, no I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's way too broad of a question. Uh, how about that's... this? Where did the inspiration originate for you to create a space for women to share their stories about them cheating on their significant others? myself. I was an unfaithful wife uh, for several years. And uh, I remember the things that, you know, it's, it's a wrong thing to do. Um, but at the same time, there's a reason behind it. And every person's going to have a different reason why they're doing it. It's just um, trying to really get to the core of it. Bottom line, what is it? And uh, I remember feeling alone, of course. I mean, it's not like you talk about it over happy hour with people, like how bad of a day at work it was, or you tried on these shoes or whatever. It's a very private thing. And so there's really nobody to talk to in regards to that or explain it. Mm. And so I wanted to create this because I knew how I felt. And it had been, it's been a long time since this happened. This was back uh, prior to 2010 um, when all of this went down. Um, And I just wanted to let women know who are like me, that they're not alone, that they're not bad people. Um, It seems like, and, and this is what really gets me is society in general, whether you go history, current, what have you, it, shows that men tend to cheat for different reasons and it's not 
always the rule. Um, there are exceptions, but men, they always say, oh, men cheated. He's a dog. You know, he just wants to do this or screw that. It means nothing to them. But for women to do it, oh my gosh, what a whore, what a slut, what a homewrecker, what all these things. Is that fair? No. I mean, um, and I've mentioned this before, like the scarlet letter. This woman had to walk around right in the story with a big uh, A on it, a scarlet A for an adulterer. But I believe, and I've got to double check it, her husband or whatever, he had other women in his life. And why is it acceptable, you know, for men? Why is it brushed over? But for women, it's extremely taboo. And in the last few years, especially with me talking about it more and trying to bring it to the forefront, more and more women are being unfaithful. Um, but this is just, like I was saying, this just gives somebody a chance to kind of express what happened that led them down this road. It's not like one day a person wakes up and says, oh, I want to go screw this guy. It's not. There's usually in a women's um, relationship, something's missing. And majority of the time it is emotional support and then sexual you know, or emotional. Sorry, that didn't come out right. Emotional um missing emotional support from their spouse like it's there and so they seek it and it kind of just happens sometimes they just meet somebody who just happens to fill that gap that they're they've got in their lives and they love their spouse they don't want to not be with them but they need something that they're not getting um and then sometimes you know these emotional situations they can also say well my husband um there's a story where he was in an accident and he had no desire for sexual contact after that. And here she is saying, Hey, I'm still young. I need my partner that way. And no, a marriage is not all about sex, but it is very, very important to have intimacy like that. Um, and so sometimes out of desperation, they do it. And I can understand that. And I think that's, I've, I've always been curious about if more women were, emotional cheaters more so than just a physical you know trying to get their rocks off so to speak like mm -hmm. uh men are stereotyped to do but you know we always feel badly for the person who was cheated on but right. does the person who did the cheating need the sympathy sometimes i don't know if sympathy is the right word because they truly made this choice to cheat just like myself i ultimately consciously made this nobody forced me to do it so it's not a support for, hey, you cheated. I'm supporting you for this. Ha ha. It's more of a, hey, what's going on in your marriage? What is happening? What is it that you're lacking that we're supporting? Um, letting them know that they can talk about what's happening and not be instantly judged. So, you know, some people have begged to differ with me on this point, but when a person cheats typically and it's it's a tough subject um that it's not there was something in the marriage right that wasn't right and so the other spouse may need to take a little bit of accountability for it who was cheated on because <laughs> i'm not saying well you did this so i can do this it's it's kind of hard to explain but sometimes there is a lot of avoidance from the other spouse, you know, and had that person been more attentive to their marriage, maybe this person would not have strayed. Well, you hear that when it's a man cheating, well, she wasn't 
wanting to have sex with me. So I had to go screw somebody else. And you think, oh, dude, what's your problem? But if we say that with a women's side of it, I don't know, it just, something just doesn't seem to be, and I'm losing my train of thought here on what it is I'm trying to express to you. But women in general, we don't necessarily just need physical, we need emotional, we want a, a husband or a partner who can be a good uh, example for our children, um, be a good leader. And when those things start to fail, then a lot of times these women will kind of look toward something that they need that they're missing. Like I said earlier, if that makes sense, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So let me play a short clip uh, right now about your show, Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Ladies, have you been led astray? Did you diddle where maybe you shouldn't have dabbled? Have you been unfaithful to your husband, wife, partner, main squeeze? Well, there's a judgment-free podcast just for you. Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, hosted by Rebecca Adams, tells the stories of these women from their perspective, anonymously and without judgment. I met the first man I had an emotional affair with online. He was far away, but he provided me with all of the emotional validation that my marriage was lacking. The first time we talked, he showed an interest in me as a person. It was refreshing. If you need to come clean, get it off your chest, confess your sins with no Hail Marys required, then Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is the podcast for you. And remember, it's completely anonymous and judgment-free. Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today. That looks like an interesting show. I've listened to a couple of episodes myself, and, and I can definitely confirm that. But tell us about the show. If someone were to listen for the first time, then what could they expect? Well, um, if they're looking for dirt, if they're looking for... Um, oh like a, um, I don't know, I don't want to call out names, but what do they say, TMZ or something like that, you know, where mm -hmm. they're looking for scandalous stuff, you're not going to find it. If you want to hear true heartfelt stories of what a person went through and want to learn and understand, that's what you're going to expect. You will not hear me laughing at a person's story. You will not even hear me say afterward, girl, what were you thinking? Well, actually, I should take that back because a couple of times I probably have said that, <laughs> but more in a um, supportive way. Right. I, honestly, that's not who I am. So I have a hard time really knowing if I would say that. But um, it's it's just a very much I talk about. Well, I read their story from their point of view, so it's all read by me. So it's anonymous to protect them. And then after the story's done, I reflect on it. And I give suggestions as in, you know, I know this is hard. Think about the kids long-term. You don't want to split up your family now, but if you and your husband are not getting along because he's aware of your infidelity and there's tension, those children feel that and it's harder on them. That way, without you realizing it, that emotional torment that something is not right, mom and dad aren't right. So, you know, it, and, and then I also say things like, you know what, we live once and we can die tomorrow. We don't know, and we need to be able to live our life to the fullest and be fair to ourselves and be fair to our family and our spouses. So depending on the situation, 
but you'll never all you won't hear me say you go girl you're doing you know keep cheating no i don't say that because i make it clear even though i cheated i don't condone it i don't think it's okay but also it's not my place to tell a person that they're bad for what they're doing it's not my life i can only express my um own experiences to help them you know okay. i look back and i think Rebecca, why didn't you just get out of the marriage? Why did you continue going down this route? You knew what you were doing was wrong. And I think that the reason why a lot of us are scared is because we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, all of a sudden, like I lost my children. I chose to give them to their, their dad because I felt I was not in the right mindset to be a good parent because of the decisions I made. And ultimately I loan, I know now that that was the wrong decision because my children were more pained by me not being with them. And even at one point years ago, my son who's all grown up now said, mom, why didn't you take us with you? And they didn't understand at that time that, you know, I was moving to what my ex-husband would say a flea bag apartment he made more money i walked away with nothing um i left them with with him we live in the same town so it wasn't like i was just vanishing you know we went through the typical divorce parenting plan um and the the caveat here and he still likes to rub it in my face a little bit was my daughter was from my first husband who committed suicide back in the 90s and she was 16 at this time. And I wrote guardianship to him um, because I wanted her to stay in her house, stay in her school, have as little disruption as possible in life. This is what I thought I was doing right. Um, and he made it a point that said, you just wrote your daughter off. I mean, he just, and it wasn't until my son graduated from high school that I was able to get out from underneath the control. But I haven't forgotten these things and it and it hurts. And so I want these people to be aware that if they feel they are in a situation that they are wanting to get out of the marriage and they're just feeling like they need affairs to kind of distract them, get divorced. You know, I would some states with infidelity are still very strict and the family or the cheating partner will lose everything here where i live that's not the case um, but sometimes before that infidelity surfaces it may be best just to to cut bait and do what you can to protect yourself to protect your children um that's just my personal opinion based on my own experiences um, because that pain right there, that small amount of pain I, and, and frustration, if you can get through it right there, instead of having it go on and on and on for years, I think that that's, and again, that's my opinion. I think that that's, that's healthier. I understand. And I mean, and just, just you telling that story has to be difficult, but how, how difficult is it for you to find other stories to share on your podcast? Yeah, it's a lot of work. So I've had my podcast since October of 2019. Um, and at the very beginning, I started really um, joining relationship groups and explaining what I was doing and got my first story and got my second story. And it just started building from there. I just did a lot of 
PR work for myself. I will run advertisements on social media from time to time. I will have other podcasts um, run those, you know, little spots for me too. And then that helps at least bring people who have that experience to the show. And when they're ready, I'm not inundated with stories. Um, I, I definitely get more women's stories um, than I do the men's. And so where the men come in, which is something I wanted to bring up is I have a Patreon, which some people think is greedy, but you know, it's not free to run a podcast. <laughs> you I, gotta get stuff I have in one there. too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's like this costs money, but anyway, so in December of 2019, I decided to start a Patreon and that is where I have the men's stories of what they went through when their wives cheated or their partners. Oh, cheated. Okay. So we hear, Again, the whole point of this is female infidelity. So we have the women that talk about why they cheated. And then I end up with stories um, from the men of what they went through when they were suspicious or they found out or the results of what happened when their wives cheated and where they are today. And I hear it from the women, but I hear it more from the men that it was very therapeutic for them to write out the story because, again, nobody wants to talk about it. It's Especially men. Women will, if my husband cheated, you know, women, we, we don't, and again, this is just from what I've seen and heard and uh, worked with. It's like women will talk to people about their spouse cheating. And it is a, this is tragic. What an asshole, those kinds of things. And then the um, men most of the time are very ashamed, emasculated. They don't want to talk about it to anybody. Um, it's embarrassing to them. And because they are like, what, especially ones that really care about their partner or spouse, they want to find out what happened. What, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And so um, they start off by listening to my regular stories of the women and when they do send a letter or a story to me a lot of the times they're telling me that listening to the podcast helped them understand what it was in their marriage that may have gone wrong they they hear these stories and they're like that's what my wife was feeling that is they they it helps them understand they're still hurting um but a lot of them want to work it out. They still want to stay with their, their spouse and they're able to learn and understand maybe what went wrong. Did I take my wife for granted? You know, once she started having kids and was busy, did I, you know, not want to have anything to do with her? I don't know. You know, it's, it's been real interesting. So I get those stories from men who listen to the podcast and then they write those over. So it's always, asking. I mean, it's getting easier. I'll have shows just, or stories just show up in my email. Uh, but most of the time it's me chasing people. <laughs> you know, we got to do what we got to do. And uh, I understand. You know, how I, how I, how I do it. So. Well, I mean, podcasting is hard work, so I, I definitely can relate, but it sounds like uh, you have your work cut out for you. You're just trying to get these stories, but you do an amazing job. And I'm lined up. I've got stories through summer, summertime, you know, that they're, they're ready to go and I just have to record them. So I'm, I, I always want to be 
in advance have enough. <laughs> I don't want to strand anybody. And I've been blessed that it hasn't happened that way. I've been lucky. All right. So one more question. We'll get ready to wrap things up. What kind of feedback do you get on the show? Do you get more positive than negative reactions? I do. And um, I do get more positive than negative, but I have had my share of negative too. And one of them, in fact, I brought it up on another interview that I did with a podcast. It was just a sick, well, the way I had my website set up was people could do, um, they could just send a message through, even if I didn't, wasn't there to receive it. It would came through as a, an email or, and it would just say so-and-so from whatever state. And I would get some that were pretty mean. And I, they were all coming out of Florida. And my thought is it may have been the same person, but there was no way of knowing because there was no regulation as far as the way it was set up to actually get a name. And so, um, one of them was, um, to the effect of, I wish, and this isn't the exact words, but it was, I wish I could make a castle um, made out of the women's heads who have cheated so I can orally have sex with them until the rot is so bad I can't stand it anymore. And I mean, that is one sadistic person. That was the sickest. <laughs> and it reminded me of, you know, I do follow a lot of true crime and there's some people out there that do stuff like that, that, that yeah, they've reported, yeah. you know. And to put that much thought and detail into that statement, my goodness. Yeah. And so <laughs> on the last interview I did and I talked about it, somebody said, oh, that sounds like a, a serial killer in the making. You need to return, turn that into the FBI or something like that. But since then, to protect myself, I no longer have that option on my Facebook. People have to, or not my Facebook, on my website, people have to actually if they want to register or send me a message, they they're supposed to put in an email and a name of some sort. So at least, and that, so thankfully that hasn't happened. I mean, I've received emails from people who are like, Oh, I got a story for you. And they're making it sound like some cheap porn and I'm not interested in it. That is not what I do. Thank you. No, thank you. Um, but for the most part, since I've altered things in about the last year, year and a half, I, if I get a negative email, it's a person just saying, hey, I came across it and I, I disagree. But majority of the time, it's thank you for doing what you're doing. I appreciate it and it's helpful. So those people who really need the support are finding me and they're appreciating it. And the people who don't like it, that's on them. Nobody's forcing them to listen. Nobody's putting it in their ear saying you have to do this. So move on. <laughs> Well, look, I truly appreciate you taking the time to join this Q on one edition of the uh, Talk to Q radio show. Where can people listen to your show and how can they connect with you online? Well, I'm everywhere um, as far as podcasts go. So Apple, Spotify, and it's Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. My website is the same thing, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. I offer a story guide for people, meaning if they want to write a story, but they don't know quite how to start, it's just kind of an outline to follow so that the story flows well. So it's not jumping from here to there. And, and it tries to get the points from beginning of childhood to where we are today. Um, and that is on my website. Um, my email is Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. If anybody needs to 
uh, send me an email or has questions, they can reach me there. I'm on Facebook um, pretty much everywhere. Well, Rebecca, again, I appreciate you taking the time to to join the show and share some of your, your personal story and the inspiration behind your podcast. And um, I, I hope that we can connect again in the future. I, I'm pretty sure I have some more questions that I can ask. Absolutely. And I, I appreciate you having me on. And that's going to do it, people. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this Q on one broadcast edition of the Talk to Q radio show. Follow me. I'm on social media. You can pretty much just search for Talk to Q and I'll come up or you can go to talk to Q.com to get more information on the show. The live YouTube show will resume with season 12 on Tuesday, March the 8th, where we will discuss relationships. So we'll get into that. But uh, until then, I hope that you all enjoy the rest of your week and I'll see you next time.